It's Christmas Eve, guys. And this is one we'll be telling our grandkids about, right? You know, uh, walk, you know, 10 miles to church, both ways uphill, right? It was a blizzard, 75 degrees below zero. I mean, it, it, this is one we'll remember. It, it was pretty, pretty cold. So thank you for braving the elements. And it's great to see all of you here. It really is. You know, it is Christmas Eve. And when we look back on the year 2022, we don't remember everything, but we will remember certain moments, certain standout moments. Um, my name, by the way, my name's Quentin. I'm one of the pastors here. And I just, just want to talk to you about moments that turn into eternity. Uh, maybe this year you moved into a new apartment or into some new digs. Maybe you got a new job, you started a new school, maybe you took a trip or a vacation, you joined a club, maybe you made a new friend, or maybe reconnected with an old friend. Maybe you had some significant family happening this year. You bought or sold a house. You overcame a challenge or you tried out some new possibilities. Maybe you made a memory, endured a crisis, or started a new adventure. For whatever they were, there were those moments that are memorable to you this Christmas Eve. And whether all the moments were good or bad, hard or easy, sad or happy, life-changing or just memorable, here you are. You made it. On the count of three, we're all going to breathe a sigh of relief. All right? It's Christmas Eve. One, two, three. <sighs> Congratulations. For me, a couple of special, lots of moments this year, but for me, a couple of special moments that stood out. We had a brand new granddaughter this year, baby Louisa. Yeah, you can cheer for that wildly. Um, another big highlight was after three and a half years, four surgeries, a lot of hospitalization, my wife, the awesome Ruth Steve, is cancer-free and recovering well, and we praise God for that. Across the world, there were moments in 2022, heroic moments, yeah, heroic moments. There were Olympic moments at the Winter Olympics. There were comeback moments. Tom Cruise in Maverick is like 85 years old and he's still going at it. There were some crazy moments, people doing crazy things. There were some happy moments. There were some slappy moments, remember? There were some searching moments. The number one search term in Google this year, Wordle, the number one search term. There were hurricane moments. There were political moments. There were solemn moments. There were historic moments, the end of an era. And there were spiritual moments. All sorts of moments. In the Christmas story, we read of moments regarding governors and emperors, a census everyone had to take part in, kings, wise men from afar, international happenings. All these moments came and went and are largely forgotten except for the Christmas story. They only lasted for a moment. But there was one moment that went on to endure. There was one moment that created and sparked a movement that would endure right up to the present, right up to tonight. In fact, this moment marked the beginning of a forever destiny. It impacted not just for a century, 
but for eternity. And if tonight, this Christmas, or today, this Christmas Eve, you'll let it, this moment can impact you forever. We want to have our moment, don't we, on Christmas Eve. But God wants Christmas Eve to have a moment with us to impact us forever. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God. Christmas begins with God taking the initiative to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. Nowheresville, nobody ever heard of it before. To a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Two unknown people, peasants in a far off little town. The Christmas moment is about to be here. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. He's with you in a special way on this first Christmas. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. The angel said, told her, do not be afraid, Mary. God has repeated that comforting word to us so many times in the pages of scripture. For you, today on Christmas Eve, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. The moment for Mary begins with anxiety and fear, but God says, don't be afraid. Now listen, you will conceive. This is gonna be a miraculous, unusual conception because Mary was a virgin and God himself would overshadow her by the power of the Holy Spirit and would cause a baby to be conceived in her womb. He says, and you're going to give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Mary and Joseph were not allowed to give their baby boy a name because it was the Son of God. And God said, I'm going to name this child. His name is Jesus. Which in the Hebrew Old Testament was the same as Joshua. Jesus. The name means Savior. His name is going to be Savior. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming to save us. Luke's gospel goes on to tell us he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. Not just a human baby, but fully human, but also fully divine. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. A thousand years before, the greatest king of Israel, God had made a promise to King David. He said, one day, one of your descendants will sit on a throne, your throne, and he will reign forever. He did not say that his line would reign forever. He said that he would reign forever. So it's not like he's going to be succeeded by other kings. He is the final son of David, the king of David and David's tribe. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Jesus is really the only person who's really been born a king. He didn't become a king. He was born a king. He's the long-awaited king of Israel. He's going to fulfill all the promises of God, this new king. And this baby will be born and was born, and the baby will live a perfect, sinless life, will do amazing things, perform many miracles, teach people the kingdom of God. And then one day, he will take up a cross and willingly go up onto a hill, be crucified, and he will die in our place for our sins because he loves us. 
The baby was born. The baby lived and became a man. And the man gave up his life for us. And on the third day, he rose again, never to die again. What's amazing in this Christmas is this king's birth, this king's life, death, resurrection, can alter your eternity, can erase all your guilt, can pay for all your sins, can take away all your guilt and shame, can give you a brand new purpose in life, can make you a son or daughter of the living God forever, can reconcile you to the Father and restore a relationship with God, can bring you home to him, to everlasting peace and joy, and can give your entire life new meaning and hope. And if you trust in him, he will secure for you an everlasting promise guaranteed hope that heaven is secure for you and will last forever. This one man can do that for you. How can one man's life do that? How can one man's birth do that? How can one man's death do that? How can one man's birth and death on a cross atone for all my sins and bring eternal hope to anybody who trusts in him? How can one man do that? The answer to that question is another question. It all depends. Who is that man? That's the key. And that man is Jesus. That man is the king. That man is the son of the most high God. That, one, that man is the king, born a king, no ordinary king. Look what it says. And Jesus will reign over the house of Jacob forever. The house of Jacob is through whom God brings salvation to the world. And he will reign. He will reign forever. Not one of his descendants, but he himself will reign forever. And his kingdom, say it with me, will have no end. His kingdom will have no end. It's a boundless kingdom. We've been talking all month long about a boundless Christmas. Here's a boundless king and a boundless kingdom. Sometimes we talk about dynasties, you know? Usually when that word is used in American culture, it's talking about sports dynasty, right? The Yankees or maybe the Chicago Bulls or the New England Patriots or whatever. And how long do those dynasties last? Like maybe a few years, a decade at the most, 12 years maybe? Not long. We, we really don't understand everlasting or long-lasting dynasties. We, we have short-lived ones in America, you know, you, you think about one, you know, is anybody here not finished shopping? Raise your hand, please. God bless your heart. I love you. Okay. You know what? In the old days, uh, people went out to shops. They didn't just, you know, mail it in from, you know, Amazon, right? You, you had to go shopping. And, uh, and guess where we went? When I, was, when I was a kid, we went to a quaint department store called Sears. <laughs> and remember, anybody remember Sears? Oh, yeah, Sears. The Sears catalog. This is a 30-year-old Sears catalog, yes. It's worth a lot of money, guys. And inside this book is everything you could ever want inside the Sears catalog. Wow. At its high point, Sears had 3,500 stores. 
But that dynasty has come to an end. Tonight, Sears has 22 stores in America. That's it. Remember Blockbuster Video? Oh, that was big. You invested in that, didn't you? That's going to be a big thing. Blockbuster Video at one time had 9,000 outlets. Today, they have one. Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Way to go. You kept the one Blockbuster open. And no one's going there. There are some long, enduring businesses in other parts of the world. Uh, I read about a business, it's, it's been around, it's a construction business, it's a Japanese construction business called Kongo Gumi. It, it, it built this, this temple and built many construction things. This construction company, still operating, opened in the year 758. That's an old business. The oldest toy store in the world, it's a place called Hamley's, it's in London. And it was opened in 1760 and still today has 5 million visitors a year. But so many things seem to come and go so quickly these days. I, I looked up the longest reigning dynasty, succession of, of emperors or whatever, is the Japanese imperial family. They are still the longest reigning dynasty in the world. They have been reigning continuously for 2,600 years. This year, the world bid farewell to Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth is the second longest reigning monarch in the history of recorded humanity. Queen Elizabeth reigned for a total of 70 years. Only a King Louis reigned for 72 was more. She reigned a long time, a really long time. But on this Christmas Eve, there is one monarch, one single ruler who is still reigning. In fact, he will reign forever, and his kingdom will have no end. You know, um, Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves at Christmas time. Like we got to get the perfect gift and everything's got to be perfect. And I, I, I've just got to make this memory with these people. And we line everything up and we put so much pressure on ourselves to make this moment so special, so amazing, so unique. And we put all sorts of pressure on us. And, and I just want to encourage you this Christmas Eve. That's great to enjoy the moment, and we should. God gives us these incredible moments to enjoy. But you know what, God, this Christmas, he has so much more for you. He really does. It's, it's striking to me. In fact, it's incredibly powerful to me that when the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she was going to have a baby boy as a virgin, you know what the first thing he said to her was about? Wasn't about his life, wasn't about his death, wasn't about his resurrection. It was about his reign. How long he was going to reign. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. In other words, Christmas is about, yes, enjoying the moment, the miracle, the incarnation, enjoying the celebration of Christmas, but it's also looking forward to everything God has planned for you in this life and in the life to come. Now, those of you who know us well, 
my wife, the awesome Ruth Stephen. Meanwhile, we, you know, last three and a half years been pr- kind of rugged. And uh, Ruth's been through a lot of, a lot of surgeries and she's, she's doing well. But you know, uh, a friend asked Ruth um, a, few, uh, a few months ago, said, looking back on the last three and a half years, looking back, what thoughts come to mind? And Ruth said this, and this is my quote of the year. She said, I don't look back. I only look forward. So powerful. I don't look back. I only look forward. Doesn't mean that the past is unimportant, that we don't have treasured memories back there, but that, that, that our lives are, what God has planned for us is so great that we need to focus on that. Here, 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 let me show you this, okay? Here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a rope, okay? You see this rope? I want you to imagine for a minute that this rope goes on forever. It only actually goes on for about 35 feet, but I want you to imagine it goes on forever. Okay, you with me? And, and, and this end of it, you, can you see the end of it? Is that, that, that color portion there? That orange portion there? That's, that's like your life. And that's eternity. That's a forever, everlasting reign. And sometimes all I think about and all we think about is this. And it's great to enjoy your life and make the most of the one and only life God gave to you. But remember, he has so much more for you. He has so much more. So Christmas is not just about today or tonight. It's not even about the whole year or the rest of your life. It's about the rest of eternity. It's about this life and the life that's to come. And I hope that each and every person here will open up and receive that gift of everlasting life. Because it's more than this. As good as this is and as, as kind as God is to us, it's, it's all that and more. That's what I'm saying, guys. You see, he will reign forever. It's a comfort to us. It's an encouragement to us. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got my eternity in his hands. And it's also an invitation to trust him on Christmas Eve. Because Jesus has a never-ending kingdom. He has a never-ending reign. His love is boundless. His forgiveness is boundless. He is a boundless giver of second chances. No matter what you've done, where you've been, who you've been with, God says, my love is boundless. He gives boundless hope and peace and joy and comfort and purpose. And he is your everlasting friend. He is your everlasting savior. And he is your everlasting king. When Jesus came on the first Christmas, the moment of the birth of the king was so earth-shaking, so world-changing, so destiny-securing, so breathtaking in its impact that God hung a huge star in the sky and called wise men from afar to meet the newborn king of Israel, and they worshiped him. And it is my prayer that every single one of us, as we see this last scene of the wise men coming, we'll do the same. We'll love him, we'll give our hearts to him, and we'll worship him.